me just make sure my phone is off. I'm really weird oh, about that. Oh, actually, is mine off? Yeah, I turned my phone Okay, good. Okay, airplane. I'll answer it. And, right. You guys ready? Roll on. Here we go. In three, two, one. Let's do it. Okay, guys, we are back for another episode of the Candace Owens Show, the LGBT movement. What are your opinions? I have a ton of them. I don't often speak about it because it lands you into trouble pretty quickly, but we're going to have some fun and debate some serious ideas here. To join me, Rob Smith, welcome to the Candace Owens Show. Thank you very much for having me, America's favorite black gay Republican. Uh, it's the <laughs> Candace that it Owens That's the Show. Tag phrase now? That's the tag, trademark. Okay. Trademark, Are you yeah. excited? Are you nervous? Um, very excited, a little bit nervous. Right. I feel like I'm going to get myself in even more trouble. Right. I feel like we'll probably get you in even more trouble if that's even possible. Not possible. But um, we're going to get into it. I'm ready. Yeah. So here, I'm going to start from <clears throat> just the beginning, and I'm going to talk about my experience. First experience with anybody that was ever gay mm -hmm. um, was my uncle. When I was a little girl, I learned that my uncle was gay. He's HIV positive. Um, he was in prison, uh, which I believe that's where he was actually infected with the virus. Mm -hmm. But my version of a gay man was a thug. Like my uncle is not like he's he's you know he's a pretty scary guy. He was a homophobe. He was yeah he's a homophobe. A, a pretty yeah. scary guy. Um, and then I got older, and then we started trending towards a different sort of. I guess, gay vibe, lesbian vibe, and the collectivism of it was interesting to me. So then it became like the LGB, lesbian, gay, bi, and trans mm -hmm. all collectivized into one movement. What do you think about that, just as a starting point? Um, You know, in the beginning, there was space for all of that, right? Um, the LGBT had to be together because we were this movement of people that were, you know, a, a sexual minorities in, in, in some way. And a lot of people had to come together to kind of like build that. Right. But in the early days, it was very much focused on the L and the G, uh, not so much on the B and the T. And now things have been completely shifted. Now there's a Q. Um, now, yeah, now there's a Q. It's actually LGBTQ. Q-I-A-K plus, which so I don't alphabet. even know. It's the alphabet. I don't even know what <laughs> a lot of that stuff means at this point. Um, I know why we had to be together before. And, and I have some really uh, good ideas about why everything has been so trans-focused nowadays. But let's take it back. Um, the LGBT community was about gays and lesbians fighting for their rights to exist, to literally be in spaces and not be arrested or beaten or whatever for being who they are. That's why this year is the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. And, you know, that is when people decided to rise up and say, you will not beat us, arrest us, kick us out for congregating um, as gay men and lesbians and, and bi's and trans people in this space. Um, then we got into um, HIV AIDS in the 80s, where right. people were protesting. People were dying in the streets in New York City. Gay men were dying in the streets. Lesbians were taking care of them. People were protesting for their right to be seen. This wasn't being reported on. Um, they had to protest to get rights to um, health care, medicine, like all of these different things. So I want to I pause there because that is the snapshot of, of the gay movement that I have. It yes. was something that was very severe. It was something that was very serious. It was something that needed, needed to be listened to. And um, deserved a platform. I'm going to fast forward to today uh. and um, I go to the restroom in a diner and I see a sign in a bathroom that says, anybody can go here. We do not judge. Any person can yeah. use this restroom that wants to. We don't care. We don't judge. It's like the preamble. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and um, I'm wondering now, I go, well, this sign could just say bathroom. Yeah. It would have the same effect. But so it seems a little more theatrical now and a little more virtue signaling as opposed to addressing something that is 
very severe. Yes, it is a lot. And so to get into that, you have to understand how we got there. Right. Because after HIV AIDS happened, and then the move was towards gay marriage, right? Um, so people fought for, for decades. People act as if gay marriage um, and the marriage equality movement happened overnight. It didn't. This was decades that people were fighting for this. Um, and when the Supreme Court ruled for gay marriage, uh, I believe it was in 2015, it was a big moment for, for lesbians and gays because it was like, wow, we can get married. That was kind of like the last big hurdle. And even though we still have people that are struggling with crystal meth addiction and HIV and all that stuff, gay marriage was a really big hurdle. Wow. Now, you and I both know that there is this infrastructure of, of, of um, I call it the nonprofit hustle, activists, whatever. So you're getting all of this money and all of this funding, but now gays and lesbians have gay marriage and now everything is boring because I'm just a gay man. You know, I'm, I'm boring right. now. And you're so married. Now, I see and, the ring on your finger. And I'm married okay. uh, to, a, to a beautiful man, the love of my life. We'll, we'll talk about him in a little bit. But now people needed something to, to glom onto. And that's where the transgender movement came in. And, and that is why so much time, energy, and attention has been put into that movement. And there's so many things going on in the trans movement that a lot of people don't understand, that they don't even understand. But they have used um, social media to try to push these ideas that don't really have, a, 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 that are not very sound. They're not very sound. Yeah. They're not very severe. And so what I say, and I obviously, I work with a lot of gay people. My creative director is a gay man. He doesn't believe in gay marriage. So him and his boyfriend yeah. are actually are not getting married, which is interesting. Um, but I, I, I talk to him about these things and I say to him that I actually don't even understand how the T got onto the LGB. Because when mm -hmm. I think of LGB, I think of it as a sexual preference, yeah. right? When I think of a T, I think of it as a literal mental disorder. Like yeah. your mental is out of whack with your physical or physical disorder, whichever way you want to call it. But your mental and your physical are out of whack, right? Yes. So it's they're out of order, it's, literally. It's literally gender it's, identity yeah. disorder. So how do people, and, and here's what I get concerned with, with when it comes to the left is they try to collectivize people, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. How do you just decide that two gay men that want to have sex are now responsible mm -hmm. for leading the charge and showing up to demonstrate on behalf of people yeah. who are saying that I feel like a woman, um, but I am I am a man, right? So here's the thing. I will, you know, um, I got arrested at the White House protesting um, against Don't Ask, Don't Tell, you know, for the right of, of LGBT soldiers to serve openly because I, I was a gay man who served under Don't Ask, Don't Tell. I respect the thank rights. Thank you for your of, service. We always stop and say thank you for your service. We absolutely, love our vets. absolutely. It, it was for people like you to, to have a voice and, right. and to get these ideas out there. But you can um, agree that transgender people are human and agree that they deserve the same the same access to the, the, just the same rights and, and the same ideas that everybody else has. But you can also say, whoa. Um, there's some parts of this ideology that are not clicking. Um, it, it's really surprising to me right now that what um, straight women and, and other people are connecting to is this whole idea about transgender women competing against women who were born women in sports. Right. And I never really thought that that would be the thing. I thought that this bathroom thing was going to be it, but no, that's the thing. Of course. And for me also, not only that, but you have this idea now. Um, because trans has has become so big in a, in our mainstream media that a a toddler or a little kid that says, "Oh, I'm a girl," that all of a sudden it's time to put this child on on hormones and, and to do things it's to this disgusting. child's body that cannot be reversed, and so that's where we're at. Staunchly right now. against it, and it's disgusting. And someone yeah. says, "My child says he's this or that." 
wow, if every idea that I had when I was eight years old, my yeah. parents said, okay, fine. Yeah. Like when I'm five years old and I see I can stick my hand in fire yeah. and my parents are like, yes, do it. That's what she wants. She wants to fire your hand. No, this is why they are children mm-hmm. and you are the adults, mm-hmm. right? Their brains are not fully formed. You know, you're jumping on all over the place. You have bad ideas, good ideas. It is dangerous to me in society. It where is. we are at right now where you we have parents who say, my child thinks, therefore he is. But they're afraid because the thing about the love um, and even LGBT people on the left, they're so afraid to have these ideas. They're so afraid to say something because they know they'll be excommunicated. It's child abuse. Um, like a lot of people say that, oh, you know, I didn't leave the left. The left left me. The left left me when they said that me saying these things is transphobic. Look, gender identity disorder is a real thing. The um, There's not a whole lot of research on this. But when, when kids that have gender identity disorder go to therapy to align the mental with the physical, 90% of the time you just end up with with gay and lesbian adults right when they go through puberty and go through this entire process so for me and i'm looking at you guys really trying to push all of this stuff on these kids it, it are you just trying to make sure that there are less gay and lesbian adults what is the point here right i, I think it's virtue me, signaling i it, think the point is virtue signaling. Signaling. Like, i'm such a great parent yeah that my child woke up and thought he was this and because i'm so open yeah. to everything and i'm so tolerant and so accepting i'm gonna let my child do whatever they want that's actually fundamentally just poor parenting it's poor parenting and to me there's an element of homophobia in it um there's an element of homophobia in the idea that a gender non-conforming child, like if a boy says he's a girl and happens to be more feminine, no, no, he's not a boy, that's a girl. Like, there's an element of homophobia in that. Um, I say get the kids into therapy, like align the physical with the mental, they will end up being gay and lesbian adults. Right. But I get attacked and I get called transphobic and that irritates me to no end because I do not believe I'm transphobic. I believe that I'm trying to protect young children that will end up being gays and lesbians. Well, let's take apart the word phobia. So phobia means you have a fear of, right? Yeah. So I'll tell you some things that I do have a fear of when it comes to the trans movement. I have a fear of child abuse. When Mm -hmm. I saw that recent story of that child that was at a strip club, Okay, a trans child at a at an adult strip club. Oh, no, that was a um. He was a uh, a uh, one of these preteen drag queens. So like a preteen drag, drag queen, a drag exactly. kid, right? Exactly. Accepting exactly. money and dancing on exactly. stage like that. I have a fear of that. I think that's very scary. I have a fear. It's grooming. When when you say it is grooming, and when you do say, especially because we know that a big element of of the trans space is that there, there's there's rape that goes on. These are probably the more severe issues that actually yeah. don't take a yeah. forefront when we're when we're debating bathroom signs, right? Um. So I have a fear of that. I also have a fear, you brought up a little bit earlier, of feminism. I mean, this is like, this is a, we're on a collision course. When you talk about you want, feminists say, they're afraid of the patriarchy. They're afraid of men taking over into every space. Right, right. And yet they invite people that literally just say they identify as male. They change nothing about themselves. They just say, I identify as a female. And now I want to compete with other females. And they are winning unsurprisingly, mm-hmm. <laughs> every single trophy, mm-hmm. every gold medal, and and the women that have been competing and their entire lives and training get their entire records wiped out overnight by a male that just said today, I identify as a female. Exactly. And what they're doing is they are shutting down lesbians. Like, I get called a transphobe for standing up for lesbians like Martina Navratilova, who is one of the greatest female athletes of all time, one of the greatest athletes of any gender of all time. And she stood up and said, no, I do not believe that transgender women should be competing against women in sports. She's called a transphobe. She's called a transphobe. She's called a transphobe. Because she understands biology. Because she understands biology. She's knocked off the board. 
But that is where we're at right now. Right. Um, there's a woman. The, is a cancer. It, it, it's a cancer, and, and it's really affecting the LGBT community uh, community right now because what's happening is the T is saying our voices are the loudest, our voices are more important, and what you see, and this is why I'm being called a transphobe right now, is because I am defending lesbians who are bullied by trans women, um, women like Julia Beck, who is taking a lot of heat right now for standing up and saying things like this. Martina Navratilova, um, a lesbian named. Miriam Ben Shalom, who I was arrested with protesting at the White House. This is a woman that served for decades, I believe, was stripped of being the Pride Parade Grand Marshal because she had said something that people said, oh, was transphobic. I mean, it was biology. It was like, bi- a man can beat me in, in, in virtually every athletic sport because I'm a woman and he's a male. If Absolutely. I sit down with you right now and we arm wrestle, you're going to win. Yes. Okay? So acknowledging and that. not just because I worked out yeah, this morning. Yeah, not just because right, you worked right. out. And somehow acknowledging that, acknowledging these truths, and you're considered transphobic. And, and we need to get to the point Candace, where we are having real, honest conversations that are respectful on both sides, because I do not think I'm a transphobe. I think that I'm very respectful to people on all sides. But you have to get to the point where you can talk about this stuff without these um, racist, homophobe, transphobe, whatever. We we need to start talking. And what a lot of people in the far left LGBT community want to do is want to shut down conversation. Right. They want to shut me down and call me transphobic. They want to shut me down and call me racist, alt-white, alt-right, white supremacist, whatever. Because they don't want to hear what I have to say. Well, because, because there's truth. I mean, there's truth. truth in it. And here's my thing. Like I said, like because I grew up with this very realistic depiction of what the gay rights movement was mm-hmm. and what they were fighting for and how serious it was. And I also studied it in school. I can't remember the name of the book, and I wish I had. Um, but it was a it was an honest portrayal of a man that was dying of AIDS, and mm-hmm. it was um, and it was autobiographical, and and it, it was just it was so real to me, like what was happening. And when I see these trans debates, they just feel so gimmicky. And because if it's I, I was a gay feelings. person. I would just knock off the T. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, I'd be like, we're, we're going back to LBG. Well, that's that's what a lot of people say. But the say. money is what you're talking about. But it, yeah, that's the thing. money there. So I don't believe in drop the T. Drop I believe in... Do I don't believe in drop the T. Hey, I believe in... Borrow from the E, drop the T. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever <laughs> so, so, so I don't believe in drop the T. What I believe is that the T should not dominate... All of the conversation, the T should not say, hey, lesbians, you know, if you don't want to sleep with a trans woman, then you're being transphobic. And there's a lot of that happening But that's as what well. happens when you collectivize. And, and this is yeah. what I'm going back to and why I say drop the T or, or look, maybe separate all the letters. Who knows, right? But what I'm getting to, and, and I get what you're saying about why yeah. they brought together the L and the yeah, G, yeah, yeah. but what I'm getting to is just that... When you collectivize, to me, it's just a means to control everyone. Yeah. When I say to you, like, oh, now it's LGBTQRS, MNLMP, okay, so what are you even fighting for anymore? It's basically saying that all of you better show up yeah. every time we want something. And to me, at the core is power. Yeah, it's power. And, and when you ask what people are fighting for, I don't even know if people are fighting for anything anymore um, so much as just trying to tear everything down. Right. Um, they're trying to tear it down. And like I said, it, it, it all comes back to, to money, attention, whatever. All of these LGBT organizations, and, and they're practically T organizations at this point, that is where they get... Um, that is where they get so much attention from. That is where everything is at in that range right now. But hey, look, you still have, I'm a black gay man. Black gay men are still, uh, one and two will still get HIV. In 2019, that will still happen. That's his, there I is don't, a I don't real, know that. That's, that's don't know that. still real All thing. I know is that, uh, only thing I know about LGBT is that they need these absurdly long bathroom signs. Yeah. And that is virtue signaling. Hey, to every business owner out there that has one of those bathroom signs, I just want to let you guys know, you can just write bathroom. Mm-hmm. It has the same effect. 
respect. You don't need to be virtue signaling. You can just write bathroom. It lets me know as a woman and lets people that are with me know as males that we are all welcome mm-hmm. to use the restroom. All genders. All genders. <laughs> which is what bathroom. they're doing. But, it, you know, that is kind of where we're at right now. There, I have a friend that um, uh, named Michael Rice that did a documentary called uh, Party Boy, Black Diamonds and Ice Castles about black men um, and crystal meth addiction. So there's a crystal meth um, uh, problem. There's an HIV AIDS problem. These things still exist among specifically gay men. But we spend so much time talking about these transgender issues that not a lot of people fully understand. I know a whole hell of a lot about this community. I know that there are people who've desisted. There are people who identified as transgender, went through all of this stuff and decided that, hey, this is not me. I'm going to desist and go back to the sex that I was born in. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now. I don't think that we're doing a lot of these kids, um, especially the younger people that identify as LGBT or whatever, I just do not believe that we're doing them any favors right now with how the community is having that conversation. Because number one, we're teaching them to be victims. um, And number two, we're teaching them that the entire world has to shift based on what they feel today. Narcissism at its core. It it, it is narcissism at its core. After I got arrested for protesting um, Don't Ask, Don't Tell, and I do, you know, speaking engagements, like, all over the country, and I was talking to a lot of LGBT youth, I never wanted them to be a victim. I always wanted them to know how powerful they are. And I don't see that message anymore. The message that I see right now is that you're a victim, you're a victim, you're a victim. Everywhere. Everywhere. It's victim culture right now in in America and beyond, beyond the walls of America. And I never knew that that would become a source of, quote, unquote, power, being a victim. It's not power. It's not empowering at all. To some of them it is. It's not. I just allows them to collectivize and allows them to gain power against their political opponents, which we talk about all the time. You and I are, are intimately involved in Blexit. Yes. So it's, it's either it's gay, it's trans, it's lesbian, it's it, because you're black, it's because you're a woman. There are all of these movements, but at the core of it, it's selling victimhood so that they mm-hmm. can achieve power, political mm-hmm. power and dominance over the media and the narrative is what I believe. But I want to shift gears here and yes, I want to talk yes. to you about the place that <clears throat> gay and, le- and lesbian lesbians have within the conservative political discussion Mm -hmm. and we've seen people that have come up and they've you know we have people like dave rubin yeah we have people like milo we have people Uh, you know i want to talk about that because they're they're different they're completely different elements here there are different people that there are some people that have a lot that is very interesting to say and there's some people who just want to be trolls now i was i was profiled in um with a bunch of other gay conservatives in a new york times piece and what i said is that i don't see a lot of movement leaders i see a lot of twitter trolls and social media trolls now when you look at dave rubin this is somebody that has a lot of different ideas and he can articulate those ideas and he can talk about those ideas and he can be respectful to people that don't necessarily um, agree with him about those ideas and then when you look at milo and it's like fat, angry, feminist, lesbian, like hate them. So so you have this conversation that is all about degrading other people and being provocative and, and trying to be funny and be a comedian and doing all that stuff. Like to me, that's just not serious. Right. And I don't like being, you know, you can you can speak the Rob Smith name next to Dave Rubin all you want. Like that would be an honor for me. You right. know what I mean? To to be involved in that kind of discourse. But don't don't say my name next to Milo. Right. You know, don't say my name next to some of these people who are not bringing anything to the conversation, but just being trolls, you know? Yeah, so it's interesting because, I mean, uh, uh, do you 
did, did you did we need somebody provocative though to break in the wall? Yes. Do you get what and I'm that's saying? Where, like and that's Milo where... started as this sort of geeky Breitbart tech yeah. editor, and he actually wrote. He's very smart. Yeah. He wrote very intelligent pieces about yeah. all of these things and critiqued them, and then sort of moved into more of a celebrity space. Yeah. And I will say this. I mean, I guess I, I don't want to clean it up or anything like that, but I will say that like if there was no Milo, like there would there be no me. Right. So that's an interesting yeah. thing to consider. I always did say he, that. Yeah, did he did he knock down the door? He did. But and and then was unable to sort of pull it back and realize yeah. that being more cuz I I say think about this all the time. So like I have I'm really against the gay pride parade and this is like a, I'm just switching kind of mm-hmm. talking about the same thing here. And we'll argue about that well, cuz I'm not. Well, I'm so against it. I think it's gotten it got it's gotten so cheesy and sleazy and like like, to me, like I said, cheesy, the gay, sleazy, a little cheesy, bit queasy. sleazy, and a little bit queasy. Yes, exactly. Um, and and to me, like when I think of gay people, I just don't think of people in thongs making out wearing a rainbow flag. I think of like the most respectable people. I think of the Dave Rubens, like everyone that I've been around and exposed to. They were hard workers. They were diligent. Yeah. Like I said, my creative director, he's one of the smartest people I know and he works so hard and I think that does a tremendous disservice when it's like we're gonna do drugs and we're gonna wear thongs and well, we're gonna you, wear I'll a rainbow this, flag Candace. and we're here. <laughs> I'll tell you this. This is this is where we're gonna disagree. Imagine if that was Blexit. Imagine if I said here is how we're Blexit. gonna say black like, people are could, gonna be conservatives. That could never... I'm putting on a thong and we're wearing you'd be like, what is black this conservatism is, about? Okay, so this is what I'm gonna say, Candace, and, and this is where I'm gonna push back on that. I believe that there's space for the Pride Parade. There'll always be space for the Pride Parade because it's always going to be somebody's first Pride. Now, you you know me as this right here, which is great. Now, Ooh. I have... Yeah. Like, I have... That means there's an old Rob there, Smith. There, there's an old Rob <laughs> Smith. I love everyone. There's an old everybody. I have been I've been shirtless like on the top of a float during the pride parade. Like I've I really have. I mean it's 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 out Do there. Do we have a research team? Yeah, no. right. We like, will get, now. We will now. Get, yeah. get, get some aqua on that. Insert clip of Rob Smith. Yeah. I just like <laughs> I mean, I you know, I've done all this and you know, and I did it when I was younger, so I would never want to get to a place where I'm like because I don't believe in the politics of respectability. Right. For me personally, I don't believe in that. So I would never want to get to a place where it's like, "Oh, I'm respectable now and other people should be that no because like I was like kissing boys and and being shirtless and I was like doing all that stuff when I was younger and I think okay. that there you know what I mean yeah and so like there's a space for that you, okay you, you're changing my mind you know a what bit I mean because they're making me think like there was youth Candace and youth yes. Candace needed, needed to be wild and That's I could see thing. that especially if you're gay and you're coming out you need to know there's a home for you. And- you need to know. And, and that's a part of, of the evolution, I think, of, of the gay community. Right. Where there are people out there that are doing all that stuff. What I have seen, though, as we get to a point as as gay men, um, that we are becoming, quote unquote, more respected or, or operating different circles in society, whatever, people kind of grow up and grow out of that. Got it. And I see the younger guys growing out of that earlier and earlier. Got it. To where... In my day and age, like you would really like hit it hard until you're 30 and then be like, oh, okay. They're done by like 24. You know, these boys are getting married by, you know, 26, 27. Right. So there's a space for that. And I understand what you're saying. And I understand um, that some of the view to outside can be, oh my God, I can't believe they're doing this. I think you changed my mind on it, actually. Yeah, I I think, yeah, it's just the youth. Like youth Candace, I mean, we got to burn all of the tapes. Youth Candace was wild, too. Yeah, you're not going to see this, Rob. Right. You know, shirtless and then a rainbow thong or anything like that. But, you know. (laughs) 
rainbow Rob, thumb. Rob, 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 10 years ago, you yeah. know, Rob, 10 years ago had his fun. Right. And and I don't want to take that from those boys. Yeah, they need it. And I, yeah. I especially know, like, all of the people that I grew up with that were gay. We knew they were gay, but they weren't out as gay. Yeah. They all went through this tremendously hard time, were mm-hmm. really involved in drugs and yes. drinking. And obviously, it was just them trying to not acknowledge. And it's, I can't imagine. I, I genuinely cannot imagine how hard it must be to feel yeah. like you have to hide who you are and who you love. Well, when I was in the military, it was like that, you know, um, because I served under Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And it's really, it's 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 damaging being in the closet in that way because not only was I in the closet and like trying to figure that stuff out for myself, but it was also like, oh, if you come out of the closet, then you're fired. You know, you, you get kicked out. And, you know, I'm from Ohio and I'm a first generation college student and I went to serve my country and, and go to school and, and to do all of that stuff. And for me, that was kind of like my ladder out right. of, of, of growing up, you know, poor, working class, lower middle class, whatever you want to call it. And for that to have been taken away from me like that because of who I am right. was bad. Were so you out before you went it. to the military? Um, I wasn't even out to myself before I went in. Wow, yeah. this is so interesting. Yeah. Can you tell me about your, your coming out story? Um, Yeah, I mean, so my coming out story, when, when I finally came out to myself and kind of like realized that I'm gay, this is different, I came out to my mother over the phone. She was not happy with it. She said, you know, this isn't what God intended. Like, it was just all of this other stuff. So that sent me to a place where, where I was suicidal. For, right. for a little bit. And and I kind of like dealt with that and moved on. So coming out for me, and this is going back to the whole gay pride and like that experience, um, being, uh, I served in Fort Carson, so I was at Colorado. And going to my first pride in Denver as a 19 year old, yeah. you know, that was that was newly out, like that was so special to me. Right. And being able to be free and, and kind of like flirt with guys, like that was a whole new realm to me because there's nothing inherently wrong with being gay. It's a, it's a sexual orientation. It's it's experienced in, in all species and, and all that stuff. But society can put on to you this idea that it's wrong to be who you are. And so I see the pride parades as a place where some of these guys can can experience that for the first time. And then you see, Bob, after Rob I went through all of this and he decided, okay, he came out and then he, he went to the parade. He said, how can I make my life more complicated? And he said, yes. I'm going to be a conservative. Yes, I did. <laughs> I'm going to be a black, gay I'm gonna, conservative. I, I'm going to become America's favorite black <laughs> smart. Yeah. I'll tell you, Candace, literally a year ago at this time, I was like, because I, I used to work in, in journalism. Uh, I, I still am in media, but I used to be like straight up journalism. And I was very frustrated by not being able to be open about my political beliefs because they were to the right of everybody else. Now, if you're working in journalism, you can be as far left as you want to and be out with it, blah, blah, blah. But when you start thinking about, you know, legal immigration, all that stuff, you have to be silent about it. And I was uh, I was actually visiting my best friend in Las Vegas this time last year. And I was like, you know what? I know the power of visibility. And I know that you, if you're going to do it, you have to go full force. And so I said, if I don't come out as a black gay conservative and let people know that anybody can be conservative, then somebody else is going to do this. And I'm going to watch them do everything that I'm doing right now because I knew the power in that visibility. And that's when I decided to, to go do this. And it was scary because my, I, I, had, a, I had a decent career in journalism. Um, I, I, I was, you know, writing and working and, and doing on camera for everywhere. And I knew that in order to do this, like I had to throw that all the way. I had to let it go because there was no way I could go back there um, and being my authentic self as a conservative. Let me ask you a question. Yes. You're a good person to ask this question to. Which has been harder, 
coming out as gay or coming out as conservative? Coming out as conservative has been harder, Candace. And I'll tell you why. When I came out as gay, um, the mom stuff, stuff notwithstanding, because, you know, we worked through that. I didn't lose friends when I came out as gay. I didn't have people that were co-workers telling me, like, all that stuff. I have lost acquaintances and, and so many friends that I thought were decent friends because I came out as conservative. I've had people tell me that I have a mental illness. I have people tell me that um, I this is like I'm being used as a tool for white supremacy. I hate myself. I hate gay people. I'm transphobic. I'm alt-right. I'm a white supremacist. I'm a Nazi. I'm all of these crazy things. And it has not been easy. Like, it's been really difficult. And, and when you come out as gay, people are like, congratulations. You know, nowadays, we love you. We love you, we love you right. for being your authentic self. But now that I'm out as conservative, it's like, oh, you're just doing this for attention or you're just doing this for money, you're doing this, whatever. Like, do you do you really want to get the kind of attention that I get? Because 90% of that attention is not positive. That's what I say to people. You know? And I've, I've made, actually, my very first YouTube video was coming out as conservative. Yeah. And it was sort of a satirical stab. And I, I was basically saying that coming out as a black conservative today is a, a bit like coming out as gay in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Where the whole society turns against you. So it's it's laughable to me when people challenge us and they say, you're doing this for money. You're doing this for glory. You're doing this for fame. I'm like, do you know what we have to go through yeah. on a daily basis? The easy thing would be for me to act like Angela. Yes. To go up on CNN yes. and cry yes. and say Trump's America is racist yes. and you know and, and to be Jesse Smollett. I mean, it's, it's so much easier and to Jesse pretend Smollett, to be a victim. Yes, and, and that, then you'll get instant coverage. Instant People will coverage. love you. They'll celebrate you to do what we're doing. Yeah, it's hard. And 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 going what I'm going through right now, which I, I told you I was going to be a, a part of a panel of LGBT conservatives. Um, just talking about how we came to be LGBT conservatives. We're going to do it at the LGBT Center of New York City. And now there was an uproar, a whole uproar on the internet. People, I think this actress from Grey's Anatomy tweeted about it and people were complaining. They were like, well, you can't be at the center as an LGBT conservative because this is our safe space. But you're telling me that as a black gay man, just because I'm a conservative, that I'm some threat to other LGBT people when I speak my mind at the LGBT Center, right? which is crazy to me and to, that's been, supposed to be a safe haven for all lesbians all gays yes, all trans people yes. but you have an ideological difference yes. and, and what is that ideological difference yes. that you can be a victor yes right that you don't have to be a victim yes. all the time that you that you can be in control of your own destiny and instantly now you're discriminated against. now i'm discriminating and and that is what i'm trying to tell the younger lgbt generation so much is that don't suck down the victimhood that these people are trying to give you because they only want to control you they only want to feed you misinformation so that you can continue to vote democrat and right now like some of our legacy media like some of our uh out magazine and the advocate and all these places these these are not outlets for our community they are media arms of the democratic party i've seen how they twist and smear and misreport out magazine did a piece on this event about this controversy did not contact me for a single quote it was completely one-sided the media is owned by the left yeah it's owned by the left fake news um and so i see that and i'm telling and, and i saw how they jumped on jesse smollett and how they completely misreported that story from the beginning because they wanted it to be true because it fit into it their so narrative badly. it allows so them badly. to gain power it allows them to look like they're the good guys yeah. but i i in the same way that i say that all of these black interest groups like the naacp and these black leaders like al sharpton and jesse jackson don't legitimately care about black people at all 
but they've made their money. Like mm-hmm. you were saying earlier, they've made their money. So they have to make sure that the victim narrative stays alive. They don't they never want to get to a place where blacks and whites are getting along. In fact, they will make sure that we are never in a space in this country where blacks and whites are getting along. Similarly, the people that have made their money off of real issues mm-hmm. in the gay community, they never want to make sure that mm-hmm. we're seamlessly. I personally do not think living in America as a gay person is a challenge anymore because no. of the virtue signaling culture. They love it. They want you and to be they gay. Will, they and, want you to be lesbian. It and, makes them feel good about themselves to say, I still love you, honey. It's crazy. And, and gays and lesbians right now, particularly gay men, will, and this is one of the reasons why I came out as conservative, because they will tell you that they are so oppressed right now as gay men living in America. This is the best country, one of the best countries, if not the best in the world for gay men right now. Nobody's throwing gay men off rooftops. Okay, nobody's stoning us to death on the streets, but there are um, places in the world where that happens. Right, and and oddly enough, they celebrate those people and those places. And they celebrate and, and, that stuff. Pulse Orlando, terrorist kills 49 gays and lesbians. That was my red pill moment. Oh, was it? Yeah, Pulse Orlando was my red pill moment. Interesting. When a terrorist walked into Pulse Orlando, killed 49 gays and lesbians, the morning after that, I woke up and and this is like, it's actually still kind of difficult for me to talk about to this day, but I woke up and I just found out about this and I just went to the man who's not my husband and I just like, I just cried in his arms like I was just bawling, you know? And for me, as somebody that was a good little lefty at the time, I wanted to hear... Um, because the Democrats are supposed to take care of me because I'm black and gay. I wanted to hear them come out and condemn terrorism. I wanted them to be forceful. I wanted to say that this is not going to happen. What did they do? Oh, well, guys, you know, we don't know this is terrorism. Like, we don't want to be Islamophobic. Oh, and It's then, a religion of peace. Before they even say that they feel bad for the victims, yes. they will say, we must not even talk about the fact yes. that this was in line with a, a with a religious ideology. They won't talk about it. They're, and they're they scared don't. to talk about and it. And what they would rather do before that, and this is why, I say the the media, um, the LGBT media and the people who are supposed to be our quote unquote uh, representatives in the media F that up big time. Right. When Jonathan Capehart writes a blog for the Washington Post where he traffics in conspiracy theories about whether that terrorist was a closeted gay man. Um, and, and he, this wasn't terrorism, like this was about being closeted. And so they traffic in these conspiracy theories. None of those conspiracy theories were borne out. This is a man that committed a terrorist attack and 49 gays and lesbians were killed. And it's like, we're not even allowed to talk about no. that. And and that to me, um, it, it irritates me to no end and it lights that fire under me, even though I do believe that you can talk about um, the role of radical Islam and terrorism and not be Islamophobic. Of course you can. Uh, you can. You can talk about the role in homophobia in that radicalization mm-hmm. um, and not be Islamophobic. That's, not, ha- that's not even radical, though. I mean, that's like, that. that is actually just a part of the ideology. Yeah. Like if they're throwing gay people off of buildings yeah. in these countries. That's not, that's not even considered radical. That's just... You know, this is we don't believe that men should men women should be gay, and yet you nobody know. in America will talk about that. And there's so many people, there's so many gay uh, gays and lesbians, particularly gay men, who will contact me privately, who will DM me at Facebook and whatever, and be like, "Oh my God, we're so glad that you're saying that because I feel like I can't say it. Um, I feel like if I'm going to you know the Glad Media Awards mm-hmm. or if I'm going to wherever, I can't say this because I'll be excommunicated. But it's just like. If we can't say this, then who's supposed to say this? Um, if, if we can't stand up and fight for ourselves, if we can't stand up and speak for ourselves against that, who else is going to do it? They slam me um, for 
saying that, you know, the Trump administration is 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 part of this global effort to decriminalize homosexuality Huge. in the places across the world where you can still be jailed and imprisoned for being gay. You can still be beaten It's, law. it's in government the law. Killed. That's what I mean. It's, it's like, this isn't law. radical. It's government law in these places, and yet you say it in America, and they say that you're Islamophobic, yeah. and, they, and yet they give a platform to people like Linda Sarser, and it's, it's just, to me, it's all so convoluted and yes, crazy. Yes. Which, and, and what it comes down to is just... People aren't educated. Yeah. People aren't educated. And it's it's at the point right now, this is what the left wants to do. And they have this idea. And this is why 2020 is going to shock them to their core. They think that if they build this group of people who are united only by the fact that they are not straight white men, okay, that this is the group of people. It's a big 10 and everybody's here and they're going to vote for us just because we're all united by the fact that we're all not straight white men. They got a big surprise coming up <laughs> all right, bad. in 2020 because there are so many people on the right um, that are conservatives that have no issue with black people or Latinos or Asians or Muslims or gay people or lesbians, whatever. We are united because we love America. That's correct. They are divided because they hate America. Right. They hate America. They hate Trump. But actually, if they if you sat them down and talk about their own ideas, they wouldn't be in lockstep because mm-hmm. none of it makes sense, right? You can't have feminism in the same tent as rad- radical Islam, mm-hmm. right? You can't have and 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 we're seeing it happen. We're seeing sort of this. To me, I agree. I think twenty twenty is going to be a landslide, and it's because they are reading the temperature wrong again, 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 again. right? Again. Because they're just so noble and they virtue signal so hard mm-hmm. that they are not listening to voices like ours that are popping up and saying that we don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. We want to feel united. We don't want to hate people. I don't want to yeah. hate someone because they're white or or because they're not straight or because they're Muslim or because they or, or to be united in our hate for someone yeah. like and I, and, and I don't like that and I don't like the idea and even you and I together because you have you know people that are liberals on this show as well um this idea that we cannot talk to people that are on other sides of the political aisle like we need to get out of that right people are like on both sides like everybody needs to get out of that echo chamber the friends that really stuck with me my very close friends and I'm talking Um, My family, my husband, my best friends have stuck with me throughout this entire evolution and throughout all of these things that I'm doing, no matter how controversial I get, they're always there because they love me. Um, because there are people that are always going to be there for me, and and it pains me when I get these messages and when I hear that people have friends from kindergarten or family members or things like that, and they are being separated over politics, right? Because they have built um, the president into this this monster, this this demon that must be slayed for the right of all mankind or something like that. It's to me, it's crazy, and we're never. And let me tell you something: the president's going to win again in twenty twenty, and I think that that is going to be what needs to happen in order for people to say, okay, we got to start coming together. Right. We're in the midst of a political realignment is the way that I see it. And and we're watching the media, the mainstream media is dying. Uh, The birth of alternative media is taking off right now. Mm -hmm. People would rather listen to my podcast, the Ben Shapiro podcast, listen to Dave Rubin's podcast, than to listen to the mumbo jumbo that comes on on CNN Mm -hmm. because that's hate. And Mm -hmm. we're talking about tolerance and love and real conversations. They're craving truth. Nobody got harmed during this conversation. Conversation. No, they nobody did not. gets hurt. Maybe a These couple are feelings. Just ideas, some feelings. Um, what's next for you? God, what's next for me? Uh, I have an idea. Yeah. Oh no. I heard no, something no, no. off camera. Should oh, I say no, no, it? No, 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 I no, 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 no. I can't keep my mouth shut. I say everything. Please don't. Please, please. Oh my God. I could make it hurt right now. I could just say it. Please. If that if that happens, everybody will know. But I have to give my I have to prepare my family for that if that happens. So, um, what's next? What's next for me? Uh, 
What I can say right now uh, is that I'm working with uh, Turning Point USA as as one of their contributors right now. So um, I'm doing a lot of cable news for them. Um, I'm I'm speaking at a lot of events for them, and that for me is just so amazing because I like. Um, getting in touch with with college-age kids, and, and I like um, preaching this message to them. And, and I also think that that's where the energy is right now. Right. Um, and there's also a couple of a couple of more media things that are that are in the corner for me. And maybe, Would you ever maybe run some for political office? things. Huh? Would you ever run for office? Um, I think you should. I, you know, if, uh, if, if I pray um, and talk to my husband and talk to a lot of the people that love me and we all decide that this is the path that I should take, I would absolutely run. I, I love America. I believe in this country. I do. You have to understand, I am from a lower middle class background in Ohio. I served in the military. Um, this country has given me so much. And I do sometimes miss being of service in the way that I was when, when I was serving. I see that. You have the Dan Crenshaw vibes. And the I think we need more vibes. people like that. We need leaders. Yeah. I, I think you are a true leader um, in the LGB, maybe knock off the TQRS, LMNOP, but whatever. It, in, in Within the gay space, I think you're a true leader and you're bringing thoughtful conversations. I want to commend you on that. Thank you. Here's how we wrap every episode. Okay. All right? Let's wrap it. Bub has this amazing timer. You have this amazing camera. Okay. And you have to pretend that the entire world is going to see what you say. You're a monologue uh, for the next two minutes. You get two minutes on the clock and he will stop you. Oh, man. And you get to leave a message. Drop it on the entire world. Are you ready? Let's do it. Set. Yes. Go. My name is Rob Smith. I'm America's favorite black gay Republican. I'm here to tell you that no matter what your color is, your sexual orientation, where you're from, any of that other crap, you can still love this country because I love it. It has given me so much. And if I can give you anything right now is that to figure out a way that you can be of service to this country. It doesn't matter if you're right, left, center, anywhere in between. Um, this is a place where I was able to serve. This is a place where I'm able to have dialogue with so many different people that are different from me. This is a place where I met my husband, the love of my life, that I'm able to marry um, be free to walk and hold hands with him on the street and to do so many things that as a gay man I can't do in so many other places in the world. If you love this country like I do, figure out how you can be of service to it. Figure out how you can speak to people that are different from you. Love that. that yeah. so great. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I feel. That's, just, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. Oh, my God. Easy peasy. Are we wrapped? It seems so simple. And then yeah. suddenly we're going to be in trouble. And then you just, we're, oh, my God, we're going to be in so much trouble, <laughs> I say. Thank you guys for watching the latest episode of The Candace Owens Show. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. As many of you guys already know, PragerU is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, which means we need your help to keep all of our content free to the public. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation today. I would really appreciate your support.